Though he was he was on the CB mm-hmm. with his boys, he was Iron Man. But everybody knew Julia ran that house. Mm-hmm. You know, guess what? That shit. I don't mean no disrespect, but mm-hmm. it fucked me up. Okay, got it. Because yeah. I felt like I can say whatever the fuck I want to say. Yeah. Not to your man, you can't. I don't know. I got this little tick. Stop. <laughs> you, ain't, you ain't got no tick. You he don't care. <laughs> he don't got nah. no tick. <laughs> Cause I'd be like that nigga I used to go to school with had a tick I couldn't take. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Cognac Room. I am your host Jay Christian, and I am here with Miss Petra. Hello, Ms. hello, hello. Lyric. Hello. Marie. Hello. How y'all doing? We are COVID good, as good as you can be in COVID. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're alive and we ain't got the vid. Ain't got the vid. You're live. You're living. You're breathing with a V. (laughs) You know, I mean, you can't ask for much more than that right now. Uh, Life is good. I think everybody, for the most part, is in a good place. When I talk about the podcast family, I think everybody's, for the most part, in a good place. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, so, so we're not talking about. <laughs> we're not Everything talking about, <laughs> is not good. Yeah, okay, they're, most they're, things. Most things. Sanity. If you had to, if you had to write a list of the pros and the cons, like you know, it's more cons. good than bad. It's more bad. You got more bad shit than good shit. Yeah. Oh, but see, you know, because you count the dreaded place like five times, you can't do that. <laughs> I'm mad it's called the dreaded place. Yeah. <laughs> it's the dreaded place. Yes. Nah, mm-hmm. you can't count it that many times. I, I'm in good spirits though. Like I try to make the best of it, no matter what. It's the uh, it's life. the holiday yeah. season. Exactly. Come on, man. It's the holidays. Yeah. It's, it's the holiday season. You know. And for the most part, you, you know the the people that started this shit with you, they're still with you. You feel me? So that's a blessing in itself. You know, you can't be mad Especially about that. Especially because it tried to get us. It tried to get a couple of the pockets. Man, <laughs> it tried to get listen. us. Tried to take me out here. Yeah, let's go here. Leave y'all with with Jay and uh, sincere. <laughs> by the grace of God, and I don't, I don't even want to say it because I don't want to jinx it. But by the grace of God, let, let me knock on some wood. Um, but and, and that and that honestly isn't necessarily true because it could just be some asymptomatic type shit, which is so true. true. That. You might just yeah, be a different yeah, different yeah. person with it, but um, you know it's it's a beast. It treats everybody differently. So yeah, what's a beast to me may not be a beast to the next person. So that's real shit. I feel like if you survive it, that's all that matters. Period. That's it. Point you blank. Wanna, Getting it is not. Yeah. I mean, it's a big deal, but surviving it is the better. Yeah, that's the, the big deal. The you big just need deal. to come through on the other side. That's right. Yeah. Moment of silence for those who have actually lost loved ones so to that shit. You know what I mean? That's crazy. All right. So after that sad ass moment, let's get into the podcast. <laughs> let's drink. I'm like that. <laughs> Look morbid in this motherfucker. Right. That never happens. But that, it's serious. Yeah. So yeah. you know, it's good that we acknowledge. I mean, we try to keep y'all laughing and entertained, but it is it's a it's, real it's life. Real thing. life. Mm-hmm. And it hit home. So real shit. 
And I notice I say that a lot, real shit. Like, I yeah, was editing did. a podcast, and I had to take out, like, 50 real shits, and it was still, <laughs> like, 100 in that motherfucker. I was like, yeah, I got to stop. That just mean you speaking saying some real shit. Some real shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. so, that's all right. That's merch right there. That's merch. Oh, hell yeah. That's on. A, that's going mm-hmm. on a shirt. Mm-hmm. Real that's shit. It. With the doo-doo emoji. Stop. <laughs> Stop it. He just always got to take stuff too far. To, yes, to the left. Oh, shit. Straight too far. Too far. Too far. You went too far. Yeah. Ain't nobody wearing that shit emoji. <laughs> right? <laughs> exactly. Uh, all right, so. No disrespect, but. Uh, it's always followed by disrespect. When somebody <laughs> say no disrespect, they disrespect the no, fuck no. out of you. They disrespect the fuck out of you. I think you're right. What they saying is this one's about to be a bad. <laughs> Brace yourself. Yeah, that's all they saying. Put your big boy drawers. Yes, I'm about, about to, to give disrespect it to you. the fuck out of you. Yeah. Be ready. Be ready. So say that to say this. We talking about. The old heads, the people who raised us, not necessarily, not in not limited home. to yeah. the people in your home and not excluding the people in your home. Cultural myths. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Things that yeah. just been passed down through our culture mm-hmm. that don't make no goddamn sense. Yeah. That yeah. light on in the car is not going to get you pulled over. <laughs> Oh, is that is that a myth? Is that bullshit? Yeah, you can drive with the damn yeah. light on if right. you want to. Because the cops are glad. Oh, I yeah. see what you're doing. <laughs> if anything, if anything, officer, she's sucking dick. <laughs> I'm gonna go a little bit further until she can finish before we get pulled over. Too. Nah, nah, I get it. Yeah, I get it. Um, but we, we, I think we all grew up with with certain beliefs that. You know, if we did this, it was so taboo or whatever, or just mm-hmm. things that, like you say, that were passed down in the in our culture mm-hmm. that we felt like were the gospel. And then as you grow at a certain point, you're like, eh. See, mine, mine's not even that, man. Mine is the misinformation. That's that what these I'm saying. Yeah. Nips Miseducation of Lauren Hill. <laughs> yeah, like, for real. Like, honestly, yeah. like. The niggas that I looked, and I'm using the term niggas, yes, absolutely. No ninjas. Crucify me later. <laughs> the, 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 the shit that these niggas had me looking up to was like some of the worst shit ever. It made my life the worst, like the worst things in my life came from listening to these bum ass, nothing ass, ignorant ass Negroes out here in these streets, man. That, that should have been leading you the right way, and they led right, you astray. Right. Okay. So I'm, I'm going, I'm going to give it to their ass this episode. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, here we go. Who wants to start? <laughs> who who going to start with that? First? I know, right? I, I don't mean, I feel respect, like you need to go. Yeah, I, I need. Like, I got some shit on my chest. I man. feel like you need to go first. I feel <laughs> I like got, you need to at least. Yeah. Tell us, tell us something that yeah, happened got, to you that I got that some, made this, you feel like, this. or tell us an incident. I got some shit on my chest, man. Okay. So, you got some stuff on your heart. Some shit on my heart I got to let off. So, uh, I'll say this. When I was coming up, um, I didn't have a lot of male influence 
in uh in my life or in my household because my father wasn't there. I did have my grandfather who was a very positive influence in my life. Um he was in my opinion the best example of a man that I've ever seen to to okay. to present. Mm-hmm. Uh and so that was that was major. That's why I'm I'm a better person than I would have been <laughs> at this point in life. Um but my biological father, uh, due to things that I don't even blame him for, honestly, uh, he wasn't able to be there like he should have been, you know? And and I'm cool with that. I ain't mad at him about that. But it left a gap. It left a space for other influences to come into my life. And so, you know, I remember... My my stepdad and his brothers, he had a big-ass family. He had, like, nine fucking brothers, man. Um, I remember them, you know, smoking weed and shit. But they were cool. Like, they were the cool guys. They played golf and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, their dad, like, taught them how to play golf. They worked at the golf course. They played golf. They partied a lot. They smoked a lot of weed. I don't know what else they did. All I ever saw was smoking weed. But, you know, they were they were... The cool dudes, you know what I'm saying? And so my first impression that I can remember thinking back, well, no, let me go back a little further. My my family, the men and, and the women, like they drank. So boom, late night parties. I was like on some minister society shit. I'm sneaking out the room. I'm outside. I'm supposed to be in the fucking room type shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Motherfuckers drinking, and there's always that motherfucker. Get that nigga drink. Uh-huh. Put that cup down. <laughs> there's always that. And so I'm goddamn, I'm, you know, the big hug. You remember the big hug? How you hold a big hug? I'm oh, yeah. <laughs> And you drink it like this with two hands. I'm goddamn two-handing uh, probably a Schlitz smoke liquor bull or some shit, right? Ooh. <laughs> as a as a toddler, probably, oh. or some shit. You know what I mean? But, I mean, of course, the women in my family wasn't cool with that shit. So when it got found out, it's like, nah, he can't do it. You had already got a taste for it. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? So, But the thing was, seeing the older men and the example that was set before me wasn't always the best. You know what I'm saying? So I remember looking up to, I remember having, like, going to my stepfather's parents' house where his brother, I think his younger brother, still lived there. And he had like the dopest room. Like he had all these posters, these psychedelic ass lights and shit in his room. But his room smelled like straight fucking weed. Like weed was his cologne. <laughs> you know was he in his parents' house? He was in his parents' house, but it was kind of like just keep the door closed. We don't give a fuck type shit. You know what I mean? So, boom. And so when I'd be there and I'd get tired of sleepy. They take me to his room, the weed room. You slept good. The music Real playing, good. the lights flashing, yeah. and the weed is in the air. I'm like, oh, this smells great in this motherfucker. <laughs> so mind you, I'm telling my age, but this was back when when you bought weed, you got that shit in manila envelopes, and you the got little, a lot yeah, of that shit. <laughs> but I was like, why y'all shit in plastic? When yeah. I moved down here, like, yeah, yeah. Why y'all what little brown envelopes. But you got a lot. It was probably mostly shake. <laughs> <laughs> I just had nothing to do with this. This is, you know, side conversation. What the, what the fuck were we doing? What, I'm what sorry, because it was some shit going on in y'all houses that wasn't going on in mine. I didn't oh, know nothing yeah. about Okay, well, yeah. yeah. You, oh, yeah. No. yeah you, Manila, preachers, Manila. Preachers, Manila. But you from Michigan. That's different. Preachers it probably child. is different. 
So well, yeah, that's that. that well, too. well, here's that's the thing, though. I was adopted, and I didn't yeah. adopted until I was fourteen. Okay. So I lived with my grandmother and my uncle. So they they did stuff. It was just a whole bunch. Of, yeah, my uncles were some hoes. Just some stuff I saw. It yeah. was just different than the stuff y'all saw. There was yeah. a drinking. There was a. <laughs> it was more of a. My grandma was big mama. Uh huh. Mm. So she fed everybody. Mm-hmm. Somebody was always living with us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it was that kind of stuff. Um, there yeah. was a, oh, yeah. there was a fish fry. It was mm-hmm. a card game. It was yeah. something. Hell so yeah. it was Grew up like that a too. lot of music, a lot of partying. Yeah. That's what they did. Right. And that was cool. But yeah, kids were to be, you wanted to be seen or heard. Get your well, ass out of here. We weren't supposed to be in there so, either. So we weren't in yeah, a lot we of kids. Like I said, I was I know. supposed I'm to be. I like we was together. <laughs> <laughs> No, but, but you said yeah. our child. Yeah, our, our child. Yeah, what was a lot of really be yeah. in it? Like I, don't, I didn't. I just always wondered what the fuck was the Manila if it wasn't for weed. What was we shipping? That or whatever. What small. did we need? Why was they even invented? Those little last Manila envelopes. Hey, yeah, well, I mean, just like for in weed. the crack era, they 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 had the little the, fucking, the little bag. What, yeah. what, what was y'all making them? Talking about they I, were pill bags. Yeah, I never. <laughs> But I, I never, never seen saw nobody with pills in them before. Nah, nah, that was dope bag. Yeah, that's how you know it's all the government. But go ahead. But yeah, so so like on some real shit. I there I go again. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I uh, that was my first. Some of my first earliest memories was like the parties, the weed smell, mine too, the lights. The posters, you know, you got like posters of cool in the gang. Them motherfuckers posing like eh. Sweaty oh, motherfuckers shit. pictures. You ain't had no velvet <laughs> pictures in your oh, childhood. Oh, there were definitely velvet, velvet pictures. pictures with froze. had yeah. Yeah. velvet pictures. Yeah. Damn right. But so, I grow up and I see the, the first, like, my first impressions, man. I'm seeing dudes running up the cars and shit. So, here's what I'll say. Here's running up the cars, cars, selling drugs. But here's what I'll say. I cannot control or blame the climate or environment that I came up in. For the choices you made. For the choices I made. So my rant, and it's going to be a fucking rant, my rant is not about the environment or the choices or the the things that I saw. It's about the motherfuckers that actually, excuse me, came to me and told me, go this way. And it was the wrong fucking way. Yeah, and they knew it was the wrong way. And they knew it was the wrong way when they told me to go that fucking way. You feel me? Got you. So, but I'm trying to give a little bit of backstory so it makes sense, right? So, okay. So now, enter uh, middle school, right? Where I met you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I'm seeing guys... Out here getting this money. Yeah. You see them change. You see them change from their mama's clothes to now I'm getting money. Dope like boy. you see it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And so. And so. So I'm 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 seeing that change and I'm like, OK, cool. You know what I'm saying? I, I know what's going on. Right. But so then like it goes from mom. It goes from mom spoiling you and. Working that extra shift mm-hmm. to buy you the Jordans to that that gloomy ass day that she says, that's over. That's not going to happen anymore. 
not buying you anymore, whatever, whatever, whatever. But now you're like, shit, man, I, I go to I, first day of school, I always got a fresh pair of mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So then it's like, okay, what am I going to do? So then you got your little buddy. It's like, hey, man, you know, because you see him, you he got money. He pulling out little little knots and shit. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you see this motherfucker with $520 bills. You like. You think he the shit. Yeah, he buying you yeah. a soda and, and a burger. You like, right. he always got money. So he like, man, get you a package. A package. What's that? So now you taking me to your pimp, basically. The nigga that's pimping you. Because he'll give you. Let's say he give you five, six hundred dollars worth of drugs. Wait, statute of limitation. I gotta make sure I can't get locked up for this shit. <laughs> okay. So nah, I already did the time for my bullshit. So I'm I can talk I'm free to talk about it. But um, so he's giving you uh this nigga is giving you, you know, five, six hundred dollars worth of drugs, and he's basically Giving you $25 off of 100 So, Jeez. you got $600 worth of dope. Mm-hmm. You make $25 six times. <laughs> it's nothing. <laughs> Trash. Nothing. But two things have happened. He's avoided having to do it and going to prison. Mm-hmm. And he's gotten paid. And he's paid you little of nothing. So, that's actually three things. Now I'm gonna add a fourth. He the you are not in jeopardy at this time of going to jail or prison. Because you're younger. Because you're younger. So some ignorant ass nigga <laughs> got it in his head that it's okay to use these little boys to do this bullshit. All around the country. This grown man business. But you decided to involve little children. Little naive ass boys. You understand what I'm saying? So so what I'm saying that in junior high school, I was very fu- me personally, I was extremely fucking immature. And I was easily influenced. I can admit that now. There was a time I would not admit that, but I was extremely easily influenced at that time in my life. So you motherfucking trash ass bitch ass pussy ass niggas. Wow. Damn. Took advantage <laughs> of our innocence and our naivete. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And and put us in life-threatening situations. And put us in fucking harm's way to satisfy your fucking greed and your fucking pockets. Yeah. For but real? More than like you really did that shit? To the niggas that you should have been teaching how to be better versions of your fucking self. You really fucking did that shit. And you did that shit with no conscience, no fucking shame, no fucking remorse, no nothing. If he dies, he fucking dies. Are you fucking serious? You're a casualty. It took a while for me to actually register this shit and and, and realize, like, they taught me to be scum of the fucking earth. You took advantage of us and the fact that we looked up to you because we didn't have men in the house we didn't have father figures and you manipulated us you fucking used us and then when we go to jail of course it's don't say nothing man you gotta do your time bruh so you wiped your ass with us and threw us the fuck away for real 
because I went to prison behind that bullshit. Because you taught me something. It was cool at the time. I'm getting money, this and that, whatever. And so then it's like, all right, bro, don't sell. So who was like a big drug dealer who became a, a user, mm-hmm. but he still had a certain mentality. And so he was like, man, you, you're getting pimped. Don't sell drugs for other people. Save your money, buy your own drugs, sell your own drugs. So I'm thinking, he has my back. He has my best interest at heart. Why didn't you tell me not to do the shit? All together, instead of telling you, tell, upgrade, yeah. get, get fed time. <laughs> yeah, no, you a state nigga now. <laughs> yeah. You want to be a motherfucker a that the feds want. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> okay, so... Here, here, and I'm gonna close this shit out and let y'all talk. But, <laughs> no, no, it seems it's, like it's, that it's something, true and that, something that was weighing on you. You know, you can't. We're made up of our experiences, and hopefully, our experiences, even the bad ones, make mm-hmm. us better. Teach us, yeah, that's right, and teach us yeah. something. Hopefully. But you know, it makes you wonder. You know, as I was listening to you, and you were saying, you know, this is what you taught me, yeah. but. Somebody told them that was their only way out. Mm-hmm. Perhaps you know, yeah. Um, or they yeah. saw it as their only or, way out. Or no saw it what. as their only yeah. way. Real you shit. You know, that's real shit. Um, because at the end of the day, we all know that. Get, guess who didn't have no planes to be flying? No, no that's crack right. into exactly. neighbors' hoods. We all know right. we did not us. So yeah, it was it was a a cycle of pimping. Yeah, mm-hmm. it definitely you know, was, and, and manipulating. They did to us what was done to them. Yeah. Yeah. Whether knowingly or, or unknowingly. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. And there were very few that didn't fall into the trap of it. Like, that. I mean, you know, we know, we all know people who did not go down that path, had nothing to do with any of that life or whatever. But we also know so many people in our families, in mm-hmm. our communities or whatever, that did fall into the trap, that did go down that path. Like, yeah. you remember them being one way, and then you remember them in the latter years being totally different, and you can't even, like, how they get there. Like, I remember when they did this and this, yeah. mm-hmm. and then they got here or whatever. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's so, odd how generations differ, because mm-hmm. back then, you know... 70s, 80s, early 90s, it was kind of cool to do a little bit of drugs. <laughs> like, uh, and I, right. for yeah, real, yeah, yeah. it was. It was yeah. like, it's, it's, I don't know about you, Lyric, you, you spoke that maybe you didn't really see it or whatever, but like you had said, Jay, we saw people smoking weed. I saw people smoking weed so much, I thought like they were cigarettes. Like, they wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't even weed. Like, I didn't, right. first of all, it was reefer. Reefer. That's it was right. reefer. It That's wasn't right. weed, and That's it right. was normal. It was so normal to the point that in elementary school, I wrote a paper on that weed should be legalized because that's how much weed was smoked in my house. You about to, you about to get that too. Yeah, I just saw like something it, it came, today. It came to fruition, but yeah. I did that in elementary school. Mm-hmm. Wow, w- wrote a paper on how weed should be legalized. Yeah, because that's how much weed smoked was smoked in my house but people got up every day and went to work and provided and in my family not just in my house 
that these people all lived normal lives. They weren't degenerates. They didn't go out there robbing. Still, these were the parents, the the grown-ups in the house, and they went and did what they had to do. So I was like, we can't be. It's a cigarette. Like it's cigarette number two. Shit, I don't know. But y'all making it y'all up here with this, you know, that's when Dare program first came out. This yeah. Dare program saying yeah. if you smoke weed, you're gonna be out here, you know, licking the ground and <laughs> and you you discover the earth. And I'm like, you my mama? Like <laughs> yeah. you know, no, so, I feel you. so I feel you. like as a little kid, not even 10, I was like Ain't nothing wrong with weed. Right. But that's because that's all that it was showing that's to what me. You saw. But I also didn't realize that there were other things going on that were bad. And because I felt like, you know, these are my people, it's not bad things, but it it was bad things. Like it was some yeah. of the people that were closest to me that had were the most hands-on that dealt in these activities. And you know, tried to shelter you from it or whatever, some to some degree, but in a way, because they did it and they seemed to be living a normal life. Right. To me, it seemed like it was okay. Yeah, it's you know, like do not do what I say, not what I do, type thing or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I was looking like, well, you doing it, and you smoking weed, and you doing this and doing that, ain't nothing wrong with it. It wouldn't be a problem if I did it. You're drinking all day. You're doing not all day, but you know what I'm saying. You're drinking yeah, every day, or whatever. The day. Yeah, or yeah, whatever. Or yeah. you drink all weekend or whatever, because that's mm-hmm. mainly what it was. I felt yeah. like the back and they drank on the weekends or whatever, and it seemed to be fine. So there's nothing wrong with that. And then there were harder drugs in my life mm-hmm. that came into play that I was still like, well, that that can't make you a bad person because I love them. Right. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, you don't know how to. I don't know how they're getting it. I don't know yeah. how they're what they're doing for it. I don't know why you go away for for periods of time right. to serve your time. But as a kid, I didn't know what you know. Nobody yeah, said yeah. they shit. were in jail. It's just they they're gone for a little while or whatever. Um, and so I'm thinking, you know, there's still nothing wrong with what you do until, mm-hmm. like you say, you get older and you're like. Wow. First of all, I felt like a lot of things like my parents le- actually let us live in these situations of like around certain things. They put us around certain things yeah. that I would never let my kids be around. Like yeah. I would have fought tooth and nail for us not to be in those situations. What you mean like like living in the in these areas type shit or or living more in so certain areas um I had an uncle who was a heroin addict. Whoa. He lived in the house with us. Again, he was not a bad person in the house. He wasn't a bad person to me. He never do anything wrong to me. I never seen him, you know, crazy or whatever. I seen him sick, but I never seen him crazy. One of my favorite peoples to, to his last day. Like, he still, like, love him to death. But... When I grow up and I hear the stories about the things he used to do, I'm like, y'all just yeah. let y'all just y'all open the cool door that, that night. Yeah. Like, yeah. You say he went and robbed this person. I remember going to the store with him and him coming out with like TVs. You know, TVs was big as <laughs> shit back in the day. You goddamn right. Big TVs. They had backs on them. And he children. was probably a skinny nigga too. Skinny. <laughs> skinny and tall. Right. TVs had backs on them. So he coming out with a cart with two, three TVs. And it's like, I'm in the car. Him and his friend, 
both skinny. Mm-hmm. I'm in the car. They cause they say, will you come and watch the baby for fifty dollars? Shit, I ate hell. Yeah, do you know how much candy I'm about to get with this fifty? Yes, I would watch yeah. the baby in the car. Why my mama leave me with the heroin addict? <laughs> Why you right. let him watch me? Wow. And then him take me. That's some crazy shit. To do this. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Like, we could have went to jail. I could have been. A, but, you know. You, you could have ended up in the system. I could have ended up in the system. Yeah, I was going right. to say, I was going to end yeah. up in the system. They could have yeah, went yeah. to jail or whatever. And it just so happened it would be like, I would do this a couple of times. And then the one day I, I had school or something where I couldn't watch the baby or something like that. I couldn't go. Then mom would be like, dang. Talking to my dad, well, you know how so 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 so, and it's like, well, shit, I don't know what's going on. But as a grown up, I'm like, that's the day he got arrested. The day I didn't go, right? Or you know what I'm saying? Just little yeah. things that I think about, and I'm like, I would have never mm-hmm. put my kids. You know, if my if that was one of my siblings, and it's like, you know, first of all, you ain't watching my kid. Because I know you got to get your fix through an eight-hour period. There's somewhere in there where you got to go. Yeah. And you're going to have to do what you need to do to just survive. Right. addiction is a sickness to an extent, and especially heroin. You got to do what you got to do to survive. So I would never have put my kids in that situation. But to them, it was just kind of like, eh. Yeah. Hmm. It's just weird. And and that's, that's where I'm going and where I'm coming from when I say the shit that I say about how these motherfuckers normalized like the craziest shit. You know what I'm saying? They made the shit seem like it was okay. Good times. this, This shit has been going on like on so many different levels for so many fucking years up until this day. So my thing is my thing has always been, because I got to cut my shit short. It's a long-ass story, but I can't tell it all because y'all won't get to talk. But, <laughs> but like, on some real shit, like, if you really gave a fuck about me, if you loved us, if you gave a fuck about us, you wouldn't have done that to us. Because no matter what the fuck was done to you all, listen to me now. You niggas were old enough to know right from wrong and you know not to teach a fucking adolescent to do the bullshit because here's the thing motherfuckers act like niggas just started dying over drugs (laughs) (laughs) niggas was dying over drugs in the 70s and the 80s so you knew enough to know that the game that I'm encouraging you to plant yourself in could potentially take your life. But I I can stand here and tell you, not one of those niggas ever told me that. Now, maybe there was some that did tell the young boys that, and the young boys said, fuck it, they cool with it. Yeah, because that's you know the thing. You can tell them, you sum up. Right. They don't listen. What but, the but, but here's you my thing. Them grandparents. Here's my thing. I remember I wrote a rap song one time. I was talking about something, something on the corners. The old heads didn't warn us type shit. Oh, no. The old heads tried to warn us. And then I remember rewriting the rap because they never they tried to warn fucking you. warn us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they wow. never tried to fucking warn us. It was like, it's okay, it's cool, young blood type shit. And, and I think then, that's the difference. I will say I feel like it's a difference in this generation than in our generation with that. I feel like that's not as... 
I'm not saying that there aren't young dudes that sell drugs, but I don't feel it's as prevalent to get the younger ones to do it. Like the right. big brothers passing yeah. it down. And I don't feel like Maybe. It's, it's, it's... I don't know. Well, I say that because I got a lot of I'm, boys in my I'll family. I'll be honest with you. I used to could tell you every hot spot when it came to crack and who sold crack and who did crack. I used to be able to tell you all of that shit. I get it, but I don't But now, like... I, I in my mind, the way I live my life now, I'm not even aware that there are still crackheads. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> Y'all don't want to even do that. I'm, I'm, I'm just keeping. I'm being. Well, everything going on in the world, people still smoking crack, is is ridiculous. It is asinine. It's the dumbest shit ever. Like, so you, I may have just revoked my own goddamn black. Yeah, card, but yeah, it's the dumbest shit like, ever. On some real shit, like, yeah, I can't tell you. Like, I okay, I know the spots where I. Back in the day, yeah, but they don't. But they justified most of that yeah, shit. That, that yeah. <laughs> but you know, I for me, and and I'm sitting here and I'm listening, and I realize that I lived a very sheltered life. Um, because even when in high school, like I don't know, like now we'll talk, and they'll be like, "Well, you remember this person, or you remember this person, and you know he sold drugs." I didn't know the drug dealers because. One, I lived in the house with my grandmother. My grandmother sent me to private school, so I went to school with a bunch of white kids. Gotcha. And, you know, they did That's different a good stuff. Thing. Not it a wasn't thing. a bad thing. Yeah. And so then when I finally did go to public school, it was just very different for me. And so there was just things I didn't know. I'm really now having my first experiences in this current part-time job that I have working at the homeless shelter of dealing with people who suffer with drug addiction mm. um, and seeing how they, be- they behave and what they do and how they're in and You're out. blessed of, to just be experiencing that and experiencing I'm just it with experiencing strength. It and That's it's, real and it's really like now I'm sure, don't get me wrong, I'm sure somebody in my family smoked crack. I don't know who mm-hmm. but I'm right. sure somebody did because I also came from one of those households where we had a bunch of secrets. Mm, yeah. You know, sometimes yeah, yeah. that's so, worse than, than and, and I don't mean no disrespect. Yeah. But that's but bullshit. That shit but sweeping that shit under the rug. That's the worst yes. thing you can do. It's the worst thing. Mm-hmm. You know, did a poem that, about that, yeah. that whole, you know, what goes on in this house stays in this, this house. house. No kids. Bullshit. Somebody's no, fucking with you. Tell somebody. Yeah, you know that's real shit. That's yeah. real. Yeah. Um, Hell so yeah. I, Oh, that's a terrible thing that was passed down. Just mm. terrible. So now I'm starting to see things as it relates to what drugs really do to people. You know, it's one thing to see the egg frying and the skillet yeah. on, the, on the. This is your brain. This <laughs> yeah, is your brain right. on drugs. Yeah, yeah no. And I, it doesn't. Just, right. It Listen. doesn't just affect the person who does the drugs, and that's what the problem is. Is that right. people think it's just the person who's actually doing the drugs that it affects. It trickles down. And changes entire families. families. Y'all, mm. and it changes so the fabric young. of life. And, it, and it's, it's like... And I can't even so, understand a young kid doing drugs. I'm like, really? Somewhere, somewhere you out thought here, that was cool. when I'm, t- I'm telling you, between the meth and the heroin... Yes, mm. they make it, heroin... Why when is heroin making a comeback? Young, yep. They're really? young. Yes. In the shelter. And yes. Yes. And because my shelter is barrier free, meaning we don't drug test, we don't alcohol test, because you in their mind, yeah. they're saying, hey, you're homeless and landlords are not giving you drug tests. You need a place to live. So we're going to help get you place. But what they're not also understanding is that I'm going to spend my money on heroin. Getting <laughs> placed, I'm not going to stay placed if you don't deal with the root cause yeah, exactly. to why yeah. I'm here anyway. And Damn. it's like, 
I see Damn. them and what they look like. Mm-hmm. And and they look like zombies. And they're <laughs> young. Like, they're so there's a guy in there that's not even old enough, y'all, to buy liquor. But he's strung out. But he's strung out. I will say, I feel like a lot of the older heads don't feel like they did anything, anything wrong. wrong. That's the problem. I get extremely upset when I see these guys still trying to take advantage of younger people, man. Like, I've never, I, and, I, and I can honestly, I can say this shit with a straight face and a clear heart. I have never in my life tried to manipulate a young lady that was like too young to be fucking with me, to sleep with me. I've never tried to manipulate a young man to do anything fucked up that wasn't right. Like, that's not in me. That's not who I am. That, but the thing is, my heart you're is, expecting everybody to no, be built like you. And I'm learning as I get older that everybody not is not so built like you. So here's the thing. Coming from where we as black motherfuckers come from, the last thing any of us should ever try to do is let somebody go down come without on, giving them a hand. But that's come not on, but that's not how everybody is built. That, like, yeah, that's not the reality. Yeah, that's like, not reality. Some people, like you were saying about the older heads, they're still trying to spit that same old bill crap. I was talking with a family member earlier today and I was saying some people, you know, they they have a story. And it's a sad story. And they started a pity party and their story started in, we're going to say 94. (laughs) The problem is every party has to end. And if you still having a pity party for something that happened in 94 without any kind of evolution evolving in any way, and it's still a pity party, it's still a woe is me, woe is me, woe is me, broken record. And then y'all don't know what it is to put a needle on the record, young people, but we do. Listen. And to have that record skip and just be mm. like, woe is me, woe is mm. me, woe is me, and still think people gonna attend that party. Nobody's attending that party anymore. So as long as you keep singing that woe is me, but you ain't doing nothing to leave that party or better yourself or whatever, People don't want to deal with that, but a lot of older people, and and when I say older, I don't even mean they got to be older, older shit. You could be 30. You older than some damn body. Yeah. You had a pity party for things that happened to you. Mm -hmm. Other people have had things happen to them. People are having the same thing that happened to you the exact same way today. You might not know them, but they're having that. But you know what they're doing? They're taking that, dealing with it, and moving on. And so you having a pity party about and making that why you do everything like you're not going to better the next person because of what happened to you. Mm. What sense does that make? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's it? Or you're not going to stop doing something that is hurting you and the people surrounding you because you had something bad happen to you. You make a choice. It's, you're yeah. making a you make, conscious you make decision. A choice. A um, conscious decision. When things happen, you choose Am I going to um, allow the cycle to continue? I tell people exactly. all the time. I was I I I was abandoned. I was my period point blank. My biological mother abandoned me. She left. Mm. When I had kids, guess what I had to do? When life started happening and things weren't always easy, mm-hmm. I had to make a choice. Right. I can walk away and leave these kids and let somebody else raise them. Exactly. Well, what you, or I can be the best what damn you mom knew I can be. Exactly. You, you wasn't going to do that. I was not going exactly. to yeah. do that. Yeah. I, 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 regardless of how it made me feel, 
You didn't want I didn't want to feel like my children to feel like that. Yes. yes. You know, even shit. though as a young mother, I was still dealing with the wounds of that. Yep. Of that abandonment. I didn't want to pass that on to my kids. Now, the thing is finding balance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because then what I did is I smothered my child. Yeah, that doesn't work either. I, I, mm-hmm. I, everything. It was to the degree where, you know, by this time I have a mom, my, my mm-hmm. mom, my adopted mom, bless her. <laughs> Whew. Anyway, I have a mom. And my we mom would it. say, listen, I'm going to come get it. No, me and the baby going to come spend the night with you. Girl, if you don't give me that baby, uh-uh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The yep. first time my child spent the night away from me with my mama, my baby was four years old. Mm. I my my child yeah. wasn't that old, but I was there at six in the morning. Like, can I yeah. get my baby? Y'all back? different from us. We'd be like, "Mama, she two weeks. You want?" <laughs> <laughs> but see, yeah. but for me, it was it was my own trauma. Yeah, but no, in my situation, I wasn't abandoned. My mother didn't, you know give me up or whatever but there were a lot of instances where i lived with my grandmother and as a child i always wanted my mother i always wanted my dad dads my stepdad or my dad like one of y'all pick a bitch up but um (laughs) i wanted you know them but i was always with my grandmother and my auntie and as a kid i didn't see it as my mom was putting off her responsibilities on other people i saw it as why y'all holding me here? Mm. That's what I thought. And then I thought, why y'all holding me here and y'all don't even like us? Like, y'all being mean to us. It took me growing up and having kids to go, oh, shit, we wasn't supposed to be there. We mm. wasn't y'all responsibility. Yeah, she right, dropped right. you off and she, didn't come back. Exactly. Yeah. I didn't get that. And that's like, why they were mad. Exactly. I was like, my grandmother was a grandmother. Like, if my, you know, doing the math, if my mom, if she was this age, and my mama was this age, and my auntie was this age, she had no business having this many kids in her house and having to deal with kids while you were off partying. Right. And, but I didn't realize that. But what's crazy is I remember that. My siblings that are alive remember it that way. But the parental, the one parental says, I ain't never dropped you. You ain't never stayed with your grandmother that long. Couple mm. of days. He, he was six, come here and say what? Well, how much time did she lose? Mm. But she, she doesn't see it that way. She doesn't see it as she ever, she not, she didn't ever take care of her responsibilities. Mm. She doesn't see it as that. And it's quick to speak on a young mother who has a child that the grandmother is watching or something like that. And I'd be like delusional. Like uh, you'd be like, I don't mean no disrespect. Did you forget? Oh, and no I have to say, I don't mean no disrespect. Did you forget? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And it's like, really? You, you, y'all did, from one holiday to the next, you was, y'all was at that Christmas to, and then I picked y'all up on the fourth. But yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, but didn't get it. And then I had to realize also I'm the baby. So, you know, I'm like, well, you know, mommy wasn't that bad or daddy wasn't that bad or it wasn't that bad. And then my brothers be like, Bish, you, you know, that you the youngest. Let me tell you about before uh, what, yeah. BP, before Petra. Like, <laughs> BP. Uh, this happened and then this happened and this happened. And I'd be like, oh, shit, there oh, was life shit. before me. Yeah. And y'all yeah. are much older than me. 
so damn like i never went through that stuff that y'all went through and they kind of like shit we was happy as hell to see your ass because it got kind of normal yeah it got kind of stable when you got Mm, there that's like when i got there there was a, a a a man that stayed that was around continuously you know it was like their father and then it was you know i guess mom was was wilding and then our stepdad who you know has been there my entire life but to them they were like here we go again right and to me i'm like Shh, y'all ain't always loved him like he ain't daddy and nah, they, they they was like she, she looked up and called a good nigga exactly <laughs> that's that exactly. yeah exactly Over real shit yeah and my brothers remember giving him a hard time they remember doing stuff that happens when when the new dude they baby boy yeah. that's how they felt <laughs> They was on some your like, mama gonna let me put you on my taxi. Yeah, why he at the fridge with the, you know that? That's how they see him. That's how yeah, they start of seeing him is. And to me, that's not how my start of seeing him is. I'm like he was he was always a good dude, but they like he ain't coming here as a good dude. And I need you to remember that. And I'm like I can't remember that because I don't know that. But right. then it took a lot for the one parent, which is the father, to come and say, "Shit, I did not come in here as a good dude." Oh, for real? Yeah. And, and he told us, and he apologized. He said, Psh, I was like, he, he's younger than my mom. So he said, I came here like, shit, I got the older chick. She, she a hottie, whatever. But she got a, a gaggle of kids. <laughs> a gaggle. And she pregnant. Oh, Because she was pregnant with me. Yeah. Oh, damn. And, and yeah. So she, and she was pregnant with me. So you and already know. Tabernacle. <laughs> Moms was wildin'. Listen, you wildin'. already know. She like, was. She, she. He was beating while you was in there. She was holding you. And so, <laughs> was beating while yeah. you was in I'm there. just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> My scout. Yeah. But, <laughs> but uh, y'all both going to hell. <laughs> but um, I don't mean no disrespect. But that was too but, far. <laughs> but no, the reality of it is like when you think that you a grown up now, it's like. Did you, mom? Like you thinking me, about it? Like no, this don't do this, don't do this. This makes you a bad person. And then I do the math. I'm like, well, he he not my he not but my you daddy. Was fucking when I but was he in said the belly, he was there. <laughs> <too. laughs> yeah. I was in the belly. In the, he, you was fucking another man. <laughs> Why was it? You know, like Listen. don't don't come for me. So. Mm. But my thing is, he really he took the time. Johnny is so bad. <laughs> he took the time. To reevaluate at some point and say, I didn't do right by these male children that right. I came in to raise because I was a boy myself. Yeah. And I was just like, shit, older chick, Heidi, whatever, but she, she got a bunch of kids. And they <laughs> yeah. all boys. I don't want to deal with these little nappy head fuckers. I just yeah. left my mama house. But I'm over here. And so I pay for stuff, but I ain't going to play with these kids. I don't want to do nothing. Nah, with that's some and real he, shit, though. He really didn't. Like one of my brother's pet peeves is that he said, like, for a long time, once he realized he was staying and like he was res- the responsible dude, and he was on t- that, he really tried to have a bond with him, and he couldn't get a bond with him because he just wasn't like he was still like you know you my you my son, but like gone now, like. <laughs> So, but but you have to understand, like, I call it the black man syndrome. Like, we don't know how 
to father or parent because he just he's we, just now getting it. We I'm are fully you, grown. Like my brothers are. But you love them a lot more when they're grown. Yeah, I, pr- I promise. Yeah, it's like you he, love them a lot more when yeah. they're grown. He because loves, he now loves we can relate to some them shit. To death. On some shit. Now, you know what like I'm as when they grew up, when they were grown, and he, you know, it wasn't really about like do them dishes, listen to your, you know, yeah. how the stepfather is. What your mama say? Did, did your mama tell you? So and, and you never want to be the bad stepdad. Like you never want to be like the fucking. The, the Cinderella story, the stepmom yeah. that was like but, work, but work, 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 dude. No matter what you, like, you don't no matter what, though, I think it's unavoidable. You don't want to be that motherfucker. But what it is, what it is, is when when a step parent comes into the situation, you're looking at you. You, it's not that you don't love the child, but you're looking at the shit more from a technical standpoint. So it's kind of like, look, punch, 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 jab, motherfucker. Like you, you, you gonna get knocked out. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So, and what I mean, let me clarify. Let me let me uh, qualify that, right? So, what I mean is when I say punch, punch, jab, you're going to get knocked out. It's kind of like life is happening. And it's going to happen whether you're present or not. It's going to happen whether you're equipped or not. So, I'm trying to equip you. But hold on. We're going to hit the brakes on this real quick. And we're going to flip it. Because women had a totally different experience. It was the same, but it was different. And what I mean when I say it was the same, it was the elders giving you quote unquote game, telling you, damn, you saw her face. You made the same because of bullshit. Bullshit. I told somebody the other day, and I don't mean no disrespect, but. But <laughs> my grandmama said, she said to my aunts, and I heard this as a kid growing up, her talking to my aunts. You cook, you clean, and you take care of him in the bed, you'll never be without a man. Bitch, oh, I'm single a long motherfucking time. But have and you I done all, all those, those things? things? Exactly. You Th- cook, you clean, and you take care of him in the bed. So where, and I, listen, you're my sister. I love you. But I, I have to play devil's advocate sometimes. Yeah, we know he do it so well. Where okay. are you dropping the balls? I, I ain't dropping no balls. She man, you dropping, dropping something. Dropping the balls you dropping something. Listen, everything. I ain't dropping the balls. I'm erasing <laughs> the balls. I'm dropping the balls. And listen, <laughs> I, I'm not afraid of the balls. Something, no, something. I, I think that... Because no, it, I know what, what it is. The problem, no, no, I know the what problem it is. is no, no, I figured I know what it is. What it is, because we had a conversation prior to starting this podcast where she made a statement that I've heard like a there's a resounding or resounding thing here. The problem, the only problem you have is you're a strong woman. Yeah. That's the only problem you have. That's it. Your strength seems to so be intimidating to men. You intimidate men. Not intentionally or purposely. And that's what I meant when I say it's preparation and whatever else. Because here's the thing. All the weak fuckers, they're going to be weeded out. Because a weak man, you will chew up, swallow. What? You won't swallow them. You chew them up and spit them out. (laughs) 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 It's what you'll do. It's too dirty at the table. We tried it. My man. No, a weak man. Listen, a weak man. He won't last. He won't yeah. last. I won't, he he won't. I won't respect him. Exactly. And it's, and it's exactly. kind of, um, 
I married a man that was a good man, mm-hmm. but he didn't have a whole lot of backbone. Right. He's still not. It's just not his personality. Mm-hmm. And because I was in a, a different place at that, I was young. I thought it was good to have a man that you could run. Because that's what our parents mm. wanted us to believe, too. He's henpecked. Mm-hmm. Henpecked. See, what, that's I, what they I told hate us. that shit. That's he, what they uh, he told hen, us. He, he henpecked. Um, but and guess not, what? When I got older, I wanted a motherfucker to henpeck me. Can you henpeck me? Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> and <was> then <laughs> it, when I... when. I started to come into myself as an adult. The very thing that was part of the reason I chose him became the thing that irritated the hell out of me. Mm-hmm. And it kind of goes to what you said about, you know, black men not knowing. And we were talking about another mm-hmm. another topic in conversation. I, I can't deal with it. I cannot. I can't deal with someone that won't tell me no. Mm. I can't. Somebody, oh, my God. They have. Women need a man that's can that can tell them no. You, you have, have to. We have a mutual friend. That would go way too, though. No, no. We have yes, a mutual true. friend. Let, let him that, tell you no. That, too the many one times. reason why I liked her ex, the one thing that I thought was good about him, was he told her no, and nobody ever told her no that was in her if sites before. And I was a like, nigger. He. <laughs> I put no, the R on take bitch. the R off. <laughs> okay, let me go back. <laughs> Okay, Birdman. Yeah. (laughs) What happened to that boy? (laughs) Nah. If a nigga tells you no, right? On some real shit, y'all ready to get rid of it? No. 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 Let me explain something to you. A man that tells me no, go get the box. If he tells you no too many times, you're going to throw him out. No. It depends. No. No. I'm telling you. I know me, right? So for me, I'm attracted to someone who ha- that's strong. Strength. I'm yeah. attracted to strength. Real shit, yeah. You yeah. know, and so I need to know that because if you tell me no, and you say no, but that's not what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. We're going to do this. Mm-hmm. Because ultimately, I, I understand the divine order of relationship. Okay. It's his responsibility. So tell That's me no. That's real shit. That's real. Tell me no and let me follow you because at the end of the day, Even when if you make not- a mistake, it's going to fall on you. Yeah. And it's not for me to say, even if you make a mistake, it's not for me to say, I told you so. It's for me to say, okay, well, what are we going to do now? So Let's here, talk about it now. So, so now we're talking about, we're talking about I want to say position and consequence, but that doesn't make sense. That doesn't sound right. So we're talking about decision and consequence. Let's say it that way. Mm -hmm. So, but here's the problem with that. If a man decides to, to choose that path, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) To be an authoritarian and to, to, to put his foot down and to say, hey, this is what it is or whatever. When shit goes wrong, he has to be prepared to bear the brunt of that shit. Like, honestly. He definitely has to be pre- prepared to deal with the brunt of the and the consequences of his decision. Yeah. But it's also for me to support him even if he made the wrong decision. Because it's a learning process. And and and, and the thing is, is that just as we have been misinformed as women mm-hmm. and not really been taught some things correctly, like I learned how to talk to a man. I got a sharp ass tongue. Mm, 
Yeah. I would and agree. I, with and, that. and I was raised in a house with my grandmama had a sharp ass tongue. Yeah. And my granddaddy, though he was he was on the CB mm-hmm. with his boys, he was Iron Man. But everybody knew Junior ran that house. Mm-hmm. You know, guess what? That shit. I don't mean no disrespect, but mm-hmm. it fucked me up. Okay, got it. Because yeah. I felt like I can say whatever the fuck I want to say. Yeah. Not to your man, you can't. <clears throat> that's deep. Hold that's on. Deep. Wait a minute. Hold on. That's about because, because, because on some real shit, that's some that's a deep ass statement. It's it's the truth because that's a deep ass statement. I also grew up. In a in an so environment you couldn't where tell him he was a little dick. I mean, hold on, time out. <laughs> and I did. No, I mean, it was a joke. But I did. Now it's not serious. Like you couldn't no. tell the man. They, there were things know. that later in our later on, um, the conversation was open because there was some infidelity mm. on on his part initially, and then I was like, hold oh, on, oh yeah, 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 you know. Yeah. So you did say that when yep. the when the roles were reversed. He wanted you, you don't really do it for me. Yeah. You know, because, let's have so, this conversation. But so why and and I never asked this. I don't think I've ever asked this question. Why would you wait so long? Like why wouldn't like why couldn't you or wouldn't you like say, hey, like, dude, we gotta figure something out because I'm not experiencing what I want to experience in the sexually here. Well, there was a number of things. One yeah. Um, I told you he was very passive and very kind of laid back. There was an issue of wounding his ego. I never wanted to hurt him, and I Which knew is, that I respect that would yeah. would be devastating to tell a man, you know, you marry me and I love you, but bruh, yeah, this, this ain't right it. But there was probably something he could have done. Um, like maybe he could have put it in your booty or something. I cannot no, stand more, you. no more, no more. Some women take, don't, take the bottle. Some <laughs> women bottle. no, no, no. Listen, take the bottle. no, no. Listen, some women come from that though. Uh huh. Like I've had women tell me that some of them they come from that. They like booty love. <laughs> Like, I feel like the 70s light just flew over his head. <laughs> they like booty love. <laughs> and then some, some like Jimi Hendrix started playing in the background. I don't right. know. It yeah. got weird for a second. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, uh, really 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 really. okay. But I want some. Learning how. <laughs> you want some booty love? <laughs> right. It can't be wrong, but there's, there's snacks at the table. I don't, oh, I don't need the booty love. <laughs>